This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Zarena, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. United Nations Security Council urged to act in face of humanitarian catastrophe in Haiti. International lawyer calls for halt in Guyana's Strayberg block operations until deal changes. British Virgin Islands House of Assembly boosts agency to help fight money laundering. U.S. Virgin Islands experiences three-day cargo disruption from Hurricane Ian impact on Florida. Liat readies for takeoff after new agreement with Caribbean Tourism Group. Jamaican Nursing Group of New York lauded for 60 years of service. And award-winning Grenada Mount Pure Mineral Water in Barbados. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, October 4th. We start a report in Haiti, where the United Nations Security Council is being urged to act in the face of humanitarian catastrophe in Haiti. St. Lucia Times reports on Monday, the head of the UN mission to Haiti, Benu, said the UN Security Council must act urgently to support Haiti as gang economic and fuel supply crises there intersect in altogether new and frightening ways. She added that political stakeholders are still struggling to find common ground and to find a path to elections against this backdrop. Gang violence continues to disrupt daily life in Haiti, driving more than 20,000 people from their homes. The United Nations estimates that at least 1.5 million people in the Caribbean country have been directly impacted by recent unrest. The economic crisis has caused food prices to soar, while fuel is often available only on the black market. Protests broke out in Haiti after the prime minister announced on September 11th that the government will reduce some $400 million in fuel subsidies in efforts to increase revenue for social programs. One of the largest gang alliances also blocked the main fuel terminal there on September 12th. The siege lasted for over a week, despite concerted efforts by the police. Now on to Guyana, where an international lawyer is calling for a halt in Strabo block operations until the deal changes. Crowder News reports international lawyer Melinda Janke, who said during the recent online discussion facilitated by Global Span 24-7, said that gas and oil production in the Straber block, led by oil giant ExxonMobil, should be shut down pending a credible international independent investigation. She was keen to note that while the renegotiation of the contract is possible, the government cannot simply invite Exxon, Hess, and CNOC to the table, seeking more money, as this would lead nowhere. Former chief executive of Guyana's Environmental Protection Agency, Dr. Vincent Adams, who was also a panelist on the program, explained some of the current dangers associated with the oil production activities that currently risk the revenues garnered from the sector. 
Dr. Adams firstly detailed that both the Liza 1 and Liza 2 operations are producing crude without proof of full liability coverage in violation of the permits granted. This means that should an oil spill occur, Guyana would be left to foot the costs above 600 million U.S. dollars, as this is the current insurance offered by the operator. Not only that, he said, but Liza 1 safe operating limit as outlined in the environmental impact assessment is 120,000 barrels per day. However, Exxon has increased production to about 150,000 barrels per day without following the procedure for changing the environmental impact assessment. According to the report, the deal that the oil company often brags about to its shareholders also forces Guyanese into paying their share of taxes, amounting to millions of U.S. currency each year. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now we head to the British Virgin Islands where the BDI House of Assembly boosts agency to help fight money laundering. BVI News reports the House of Assembly for the British Virgin Islands has moved to amend the Financial Services Commission Act in order to help the BVI quest to maintain its commitment to the rule of law to help confront the scourge of money laundering and terrorist financing. The amendment, according to the BVI Premier Dr. Natalia Whitley, adds two members to the National Anti-Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Coordinating Council the financial secretary, and a member from law enforcement. Dr. Whitley, who serves as chairman of the BVI National Anti-Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Coordinating Council, said, My government recognizes the central role the Virgin Islands plays in international finance, the obligation we owe ourselves to maintain a clean and stable society, and the responsibility of cross-border corporations we share with other countries and territories. The territory's leader further argued that the legislation was important to the BVI's financial services sector as it takes the necessary steps to ensure it receives a good evaluation from the financial task force. The BVI is currently in preparations to undergo its fourth round Caribbean Financial Action Task Force Mutual Evaluation in 2023, which is being conducted by the International Monetary Fund on the Caribbean Financial Action Task Force behalf, Dr. Whitley shared. Now, right next door in the U.S. Virgin Islands, the U.S. Territory has reported a three-day cargo disruption from Hurricane Ian impacts on Florida. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports the arrival of cargo to the U.S. Virgin Islands has been delayed following the passage of Hurricane Ian over Florida last Wednesday. Daryl Jashen, director of the U.S. Virgin Islands Territorial Emergency Management Agency, said Monday that a three-day delay can be expected as the state of Florida grapples with massive damage and loss of life when the system made landfall as a Category 4 hurricane. It is reported that cargo that usually leaves Wednesday for St. Thomas, Thursday for St. Croix, and Fridays for St. Thomas all suffered delays due to port closures in Florida. 
Mr. Jishan said it will take another two weeks for Tropical Shipping's operations and all its vessels to be back on schedule. Tropical Shipping is the largest cargo operator by share in the U.S. territory. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. To share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next, we head to Antigua, where Liet readies for takeover after new agreement with Caribbean Tourism Group. Antigua Newsroom reports a new Liet is on the way with the signing of a memorandum of understanding between the government of Antigua and Barbuda and CFA Global, a subsidiary of Caribbean Tourism Group, CTG, a private regional company involved in investment in travel, tourism, and aviation. Under the signed agreement, CTG Liet International will deploy a fleet of small, medium, and large aircrafts, including Airbus A330, Airbus 320, and ATRs in passenger service to the Caribbean and South America, along with international travel routes from Europe. The Memorandum for a Partnership Agreement on the Operation of the New Antigua-based Liet International was signed in St. John's on Friday between Lennox Weston, Minister of Works and Finance of Antigua and Barbuda, and the Chairman of CTG, Mr. Ma Xiao. The MOU is in keeping with the commitment from the government of Antigua and Barbuda to ensure the restructuring and the return to commercial service of regional airline LIAT 2020. Central to the plan is developing international routes that will bring tourists and business persons from Asia and other parts of the world to the Caribbean using Antigua as a gateway. One of the proposed routes is from Frankfurt, Germany to Antigua, which could become a viable connection for visitors from China now that a visa waiver agreement between China and Antigua is set to be signed. This visa waiver could mean that Chinese citizens do not need visas to travel to the Caribbean nation and can reach the region in the shortest time in transit through Frankfurt. CTG says this will help promote the economic development of Antigua and benefit the rest of the member states of the Caribbean community, CARICOM. In other news out of Antigua, October marks the 40th anniversary of diplomatic relations between Antigua and Barbuda and Japan. Antigua Newsroom reports in recognition of the Japan and Antigua and Barbuda established diplomatic relations on October 4, 1982, 40 years ago. Mr. Akimoto Mashatoshi, Parliamentary Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs for Japan, visited Antigua and Barbuda and met with Prime Minister Gaston Brown and Paul Chet Green, Minister of Foreign Affairs, Immigration and Trade of Antigua and Barbuda. Noting that the two countries share basic values such as freedom and democracy and have developed relations in various fields since the establishment of diplomatic relations in October 1982, the two ministers expressed their commitment to further expand and strengthen bilateral relations. Under this commitment, the ministries of foreign affairs of both countries will engage in extensive discussions to expand and deepen the exchanges, cooperation, and friendship ties between the two countries in a wide range of areas, including cultural, educational, and academic exchanges, economic cooperation, as well as cooperation in the international arena. 
This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now here's great news on the impact of Jamaican nurses in New York. Jamaica Information Service reports as the Jamaican Nurses Group of New York, Ginny, celebrates 60 years the organization is being hailed for its outstanding legacy of positively impacting health care in New York, Jamaica, and the wider diaspora. Jamaica's ambassador to the United States, Audrey Marks, in paying tribute to the group said that from as far back as the Crimean War, when Mary Jane Seacole established the British Hotel behind the lines, giving help to those in need, Jamaican nurses have migrated to the UK, Canada, and the United States, offering their skills as healthcare providers. Having traditionally migrated for the purposes of earning a better living to take care of their children and family back home, the hard work and dedication for which Jamaican nurses have become known have often propelled them to become a mainstay of the healthcare system in the countries where they have gone, acquiring a well-earned reputation for their high quality quality of service delivery, she noted. Ambassador Mark said that in their more than 60 years of caring, the Ginny has blazed a trail of excellence in nursing service in the state of New York and areas that boast the highest population of Jamaicans in the United States and for which they have commanded significant recognition. Northeast Global Diaspora Representative Dr. Karen Dunkley congratulated the Ginny on its outstanding legacy of positively impacting healthcare in Jamaica and the broader diaspora. The name was changed to the Jamaican Nurses Group of New York, Inc., and caring at home and abroad evolved as its mantra. And here's our final note. Award-winning Grenada Mount Pure Mineral Water in Barbados. Barbados Today reports Grenada's award-winning natural mineral water brand has officially launched in Barbados. Mount Pure Mineral Water, which is already on the shelves in some other parts of the Caribbean, will now be available in Barbados through sole distributor Olori and Galia Organics Inc. We give thanks and praise to be here to participate in the necessary movement to provide our people in the Caribbean with a scarce and vital resource, water. Water is a key staple in man's diet, and without it, our bodies will become compromised and eventually immobile said Waldo Clark, speaking on behalf of the distributor at the media launch over the weekend. Water is no longer just water. It is a pleasure to know that we have good water in the Caribbean. This podcast has been brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, October 4th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 